Hi, welcome to Exploring the Illusion of Free Will. My name is George Ortega, and this is episode number 142, Free Will, Refuting Roy Baumeister's Slate.com Defense Part 3, okay? You know, and we're going to go through as many parts of this as, as we need to, okay? I'm taping this on October, October 15th, 2013, Okay, and like Roy Baumeister is a, um, I didn't get much sleep last night, that's why I'm having trouble talking. (laughs) Anyway, Baumeister is um, a psychologist at Florida State University. He wrote an article that appeared in the September 25th online issue, because I I think Slate is an online magazine. I'm not sure it's got a print, but anyway, it's Slate.com, very popular internet magazine, and it was titled, Do You Really Have a Free Will?, now, if you go to the, just, you know, I want to briefly um, say, if you go to that article, okay, just Google it, Baumeister or Slate Free Will. If you go for Slate Free Will, you know, you'll probably get to it. It's called, Do You Really Have a Free Will? And Baumeister, you know, is claiming we do, all right? So I went on that site, and I've got at least two or three dozen comments, extensive comments, where I refute his claim in various ways. But, you know, like, I wanted to get this out, like, on video, too. All right, so this is like, you know... And this is the, the third part of the series. I don't know how many parts it's going to take, you know, um, because like last episode, we went through one statement that he made, and that was the entire show, all right? So like, and I've got seven pages. We're on page um, one of his, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase mainly. I'm not going to quote that often, but anyway, so we're going to go through his article and just demonstrate why Baumeister is wrong, why we don't have a free will. All right? So, here we go. All right. Now, the next thing that Baumeister says is that, like, he kind of, like, this is like going to, like, attitude and science. He's saying that scientists delight in, in disproving conventional wisdom. Scientists don't delight in, you know, because that's kind of like a negative slur. That's kind of like never. Scientists don't delight in, in, in overcoming or disproving conventional wisdom. Scientists delight in discerning truth, okay? Um, yeah, a lot of times, it's not, and, and he uses the term quote-unquote conventional wisdom. It's not a lot of times conventional quote-unquote, wisdom that scientists are refuting. Scientists refuting conventional or popular myths or, or misconceptions or mistakes. In other words, like, scientists, you know, a long time ago, everybody thought that the sun revolved around the earth, okay? Scientists proved them wrong. They didn't delight and take delight in, in just, like, you know, setting people write about this, this mistaken perception. They delighted in getting it right. Scientists love truth. You know, that's the thing. And they don't get sidetracked by their personal motivations. They think a certain thing has to be a certain way because that would make them feel better. A real scientist, you know, just goes to the truth and understands it because it's truth. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an appreciation of truth. Anyway, another thing, scientists, for example, um, you know, the conventional, popular understanding was that the Earth was flat, okay? Scientists didn't delight in, in like, you know, setting people right about that. Scientists delighted in understanding and learning how to understand and finally understanding and explaining that the world is not flat. 
and uh, a lot of examples that the world is not like motionless it's actually spinning or actually like hurling through like for example spinning around the earth is spinning around the sun at over 60,000 miles per hour you know a lot of stuff so anyway so scientists again don't quote unquote delight in in you know you know overturning conventional especially quote unquote wisdom it's they, what they do is they overturn conventional myths like evolution darwin darwin you know he sets stuff right the first woman wasn't pulled out of the rib, rib of the first man. Okay. And I know this is like a bit off the point, but he's like, you know, he's making, you know, he's, so, and another thing he says that are like, um, he says the scientists, quote unquote, advance their careers, you know, by doing this. That, you know, that is a classic case of projection. Because in other words, these scientists that are refuting the notion of free will are telling people, things that people do not want to hear. People aren't very pleased when they're told that, that they don't have any more control over their lives than would a, does a robot or a puppet or a computer, okay? Scientists, you know, the people who are advancing their careers are the people, the scientists like Baumeister, who are telling people what they want to hear, you know, irregardless of the truth of it. You know, that, it's not science, it's not, it's not really a good thing to do. Um, it's actually a dangerous thing to do because, like, you know, with this whole free will thing, like, you've got the entire world completely deluded about who we are as, as a humanity, who we are as people, why we do what we do. And because of this delusion, it creates so many problems. I've, I've gotten into this in a lot of other shows. I'll get into it. Who knows? Maybe I can get into it here. All right, yeah, I mean, with the free will illusion, um, to the extent we believe we have a free will, that what we do, think, say, and all is up to us, you know, when other people do things that are wrong, we're going to blame them. And it's not that the things that, aren't, that people do aren't wrong, but it's not up to them. They had to do them. When you do wrong, it wasn't up to you. You had to do whatever wrong you did. Okay, fine. So what happens is, like, you know, you may get angry at God or the universe for making people do wrong, but you're not going to get angry with them. And so many problems in the world is that we mistakenly attribute free will to others and to ourselves. That creates a lot of blame, which creates hate, which creates vengeance, which creates revenge, which creates punishment, retributive punishment. It's really a negative thing. Um, and I'll explain why we don't need this free will notion to, um, to maintain our rules of order and all that stuff later. But, you know, I can't, I can't divert too much. But anyway... So, so anyway, so like, you know, again, the, the people who take delight in, in, um, in this, you know, they're the people, or advancing their careers, rather, are the people, the psychologists that are philosophers that are telling people what they want to know. Oh, yeah, I just wanted to mention another way this is really important relates to climate change. There's a lot of scientists now that are, like, telling people what they want to know in terms of climate change. People don't want to hear that, like, in, in three decades, you know, because we haven't been done what we should have been doing, because we're still not doing what we should be doing, that the world is going to be, like, in a very, very challenging state. I mean, like, between the disease vectors and the rising sea levels and the stronger hurricanes and the diminishing water supplies and just a lot of stuff, you know, that's going to cause like a lot of geopolitical turmoil, you know, wars and all that stuff, you know, unfortunately, some scientists advance their careers by telling people what they want to hear, but it's not what 
it's good for them to hear. It's kind of like you go to a doctor, you know, and the doctor would tell you, listen, you're completely healthy, you know, when you're not, you know. And like, you know, that doctor's not doing you a favor. These, these, these scientists that, that are telling you that climate change isn't happening, you know, they might make you feel good now, but 20, 30 years from now, you're going to regret that you believe them. And especially if you have kids or grandkids, they're going to pay the price. All right, so like, you know, so these, these, these scientists and philosophers are advancing their careers by telling people what they want to hear in terms of this free will that we don't have. And they think that, you know, again, all right, I got to like, you can't blame them. They have no control of what they're doing. You know, I'm not going to say that, you know, that they're bad, evil people, because that's the point of this. Like, to the extent you understand nobody has a free will, you don't condemn people, you don't blame people. But you still have to recognize that they're doing something wrong, something they don't recognize it's wrong. You know, because, again, we're, we're compelled to always seek to do what we think is right. They're actually, they think they're doing people a favor by telling them, you know, convincing them of something that's not true. Anyway, so this is like, so, so basically, yeah, um, the, the, the scientists who are advancing their careers are the, the scientists who are telling people, and there's, you know, whatever, that they have a free will when they don't. Um, okay, let's see, what else? Okay. Yeah, all right. So we're done with that statement. Look at that. <laughs> we got um, 10 minutes into it. All right. What's, so Baumeister's next statement is like, all right, now he claims that these scientists' statements that we don't have a free will are misleading. No, they're not misleading. They're completely on target. You know, scientists now, neuroscientists, physicists, they're telling people the truth. You know, basically, our decisions are not up to us. Our decisions are made at the level of the unconscious. And then Biomeister's sometimes saying that, that these conclusions that these scientists are saying are, quote-unquote, downright mistaken. No, they're not mistaken. Free will is impossible. Causality makes free will impossible. The unconscious makes free will impossible. Think about it. If you had a free will, if, you know, free will means pretty much that you can think, say, feel, do whatever you want independent of anything that's not in your control. If you really had a free will, you'd be blissed out every moment of every day. You know, you'd be thinking thoughts that are pleasant. You wouldn't allow unpleasant thoughts into your life. You wouldn't allow negative emotions into your life. You wouldn't allow yourself to do things that are morally reprehensible. You know, we're not perfect. You know, if we were perfect, if we were, if we were perfect, that, mean, that would mean we'd have a free will because there's part of us who would want to be perfect, you know? So anyway, um... So, all right, and so anyway, so he, he's basically, he mentions this guy like, you know, he says that some, some people have pointed this out, that these scientists are mistaken by claiming with their own free will. The, the, and he's got a link to this guy's article. The guy is um, Al Mealy, who is a professor, I think, at Florida University, University of Florida, whatever, and, um, and he happens to head this four-point one million dollar Templeton fund to try to defend free will. In other words, this guy, this guy heads this or this this endowment, this you know, a lot of money that he gives to to philosophers and scientists who he thinks are going to defend the notion of free will. So this is not the guy, the, the right guy to to be listening to about about this thing about free will. Anyway, so so basically, like it's classic projection, you know. He's saying that the statements of the scientists are mistaken and misleading when actually it's his statements that are actually misleading. 
one way his statements are as misleading is like it's a classic straw man argument. In other words, like since Spinoza, since before, since before Spinoza, since the time of the Greeks, the question of free will has been whether we have any more control than does a puppet or a robot or a computer. And the Greeks understood this in terms of like the fates, the, these, these gods, these fates that would control everything. And you couldn't do what you wanted to because these gods were controlling everything, okay? And so the Greeks understood this. Like, this has been the debate throughout the centuries. You know, whether we have any more control than a robot does, than a pop puppet does. We don't, okay? So now Baumeister and others understand this, but they can't accept it. And again, you can't blame them because they don't have free will. So what do they do? Classic straw man argument. This is the misleading part. You know, he's accusing scientists of being misleading when actually the misleading is coming from these people who are like, you know, defending free will. What they do is they'll change the meaning of of the term, of the concept free will. They, they, they'll say, no, free will doesn't mean that we have, that we have more control than a robot or a puppet, or an automaton. You know, if you ask them, they say, they'd probably say, if, if they're honest, they say, they'd probably say, no, we don't have any more control in them. You know, these are compatibilists, whatever. I mean, that, that's a term of philosophy. Anyway, what they'll say is like, free will is when I have the will that I want to have. In other words, when I want to like, let's say, have lunch later, and I'm able to have lunch, that's a freely willed decision, okay? So they're changing the meaning of, of free will in order to try to demonstrate it, but even that fails, okay? Even that fails, because the, the idea is, I explained this on the last episode, I might as well explain it now, and this is something that Kant said. Kant said, like, free will is having the will that we want to want, have, whatever, right? Schopenhauer, another philosopher, corrected him. He said, fine, but we can't decide what we want to want, and that's the key, all right? Because, like, let's say I want to go have lunch later, okay? So that's a decision, okay? Now, these compatibilist strawman definitions of free will that Baumeister is advancing, trying to, you know, propose, would claim that that free will is attributed to the person, okay? That free will, you know, a person has free will if he can, like, decide if he can like you know pursue what he wants to decide if he you know if if, if he decides something and, and, and it, 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 you know he's able to decide it over you know it, it happens um, but here's the thing again let's say I decide to go go to lunch there will be there will have been a cause to that decision because everything has to have a cause Sometimes people say that, well, not everything has a cause. Like in quantum mechanics, certain things happen that aren't caused. That's wrong, okay? That's based on this Copenhagen interpretation of quantum mechanics. It's just wrong, okay? Basically, you know, the idea was that, like, because you can't simultaneously measure the position and momentum of a particle, some ostensibly intelligent physicists made the claim that, therefore, these particles don't have a simultaneous position and momentum, and additionally, that the behavior of these particles is uncaused, you know, indeterministic in the sense of not caused. Now, again, in fairness, a lot of the physicists, when they use the term indeterminism, they don't mean that. They simply mean that we can't rely on classical mechanics 
to perform predictions at the quantum level. We have to rely on probabilities, but these probabilities are nonetheless based on the measurement, the classical measurement of groups of particles. Anyway, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked. So the idea is you, you make a decision. And, so, and the other thing with the uncaused thing, let's say, let's say, you know, I'd give you the benefit of that. Fine, certain things happened uncaused, okay? You couldn't use that as a defense for free will because if you're claiming that you have a free will, you're claiming that you caused something to happen, okay? That you caused your decision, that you freely willed or caused your decision. But if you're claiming that it's not caused, you didn't cause it. Nothing caused it. It's uncaused, okay? All right, so anyway, but let's get back to the, the real reason why any kind of free will definition, including Baumeister's, that attributes it to a human being has to be wrong. So you make a decision. That decision has a cause because everything has to have a cause, all right? And the cause of that decision has a cause, and the cause of that cause is a cause. And you've got this chain of cause and effect going back in time, further and further and further. And it goes back to before you were born, before the planet was created, all the way back to the Big Bang. Okay? So the idea is, like, it's the Big Bang, or it's whatever happened, you know, that, um, that came before the Big Bang that is deciding, quote-unquote, you know, you're, 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 you're never making any decision. In other words, free will would attribute your decisions, you know, to you, these decisions that, like, you know, wanting the will you want to have. You can't even do that because this chain of cause and effect regresses back in time to before you were born, okay? So, all right, I think, we, I think we've, we've um, dealt with that. Um, got about... Nine minutes left. Okay. So his next claim is that arguments about free will, you know, basically saying this, this whole free will thing is basically a semantic thing, that some people say free will means a certain thing, other people say that it means a certain thing, you know, it's really a semantic thing. And I, as I just, like, demonstrated, you know, it doesn't matter how you define free will. If you're ascribing free will to a human being, you're wrong. You know, a human being cannot have a free will again because, like, anything we decide is decided for us by this chain of cause and effect. Okay, that's the key point. Okay. And I'm going to go through some more um, about this. I don't know. We've got about eight minutes. I think I can get, go through it. Okay. Um, again, we, we went through the idea that, like, if our decisions weren't caused, if like, you know, if everything wasn't caused and certain things weren't caused, that's not going to give you free will either. Again, because like something that's not caused can't be attributed to a human being. But how about the prospect of, because there's other notions. So, you know, the, in an attempt to kind of like salvage this, this belief in free will, these philosophers and psychologists will go to really insane, really like, you know, absurd you know, prospects. So some, some philosophers, psychologists will claim with some things in reality can be causa sui. They can be the cause of themselves. Okay, now there's a, there's a famous kind of like a dictum, a kind of like a precept in philosophy and science, whatever. Nothing can be causa sui. Nothing can be the cause of itself. Now, I don't know, if you want to go back to, like, the origin of the universe, maybe the universe caused itself, who knows, or God maybe caused itself. 
But, you know, certainly after the Big Bang, nothing can be the cause of itself because the universe evolves in a state-by-state -state progression, you know, each state of the universe being caused by the previous state all the way back to the Big Bang and what happened before. So, so the idea is, like, even, like, even if you were to grant, again, that certain things could cause themselves, that's not going to give you free will because, like, Let's say you have a decision or, or, or um, yeah, you choose something, you decide something, you do something. And you're saying, well, I have a free will because that decision was cause a sui. That decision caused itself. If the decision caused itself, you couldn't have caused it. Okay, you could, you know, you're saying the decision caused itself. Okay, you're not causing something that caused itself. All right, so again, so like this cause of sui notion isn't going to be free will either. Um, sometimes philosophers and um, some psychologists will say, well, my free will decisions arise out of nothing. You know, ex nihilo, something from nothing. That's not going to give you free will because, like, again, we're not nothing. Our will isn't nothing. You know, we're something. <laughs> we're something. So, like, so basically that, that's just not going to be, give you free will. Um, okay, um, <clears throat> and so basically I'm going through the, the five theoretical action mechanisms that are, that are possible, you know, the four alternative ones to the way things really are, this causality, but, you know, these notions that people come up with trying to defend free will. So ex nihilo, no, that's not going to give you free will, something from nothing. Okay, last one. Some people claim that um, it's, it's such a thing as retro-causality. They say that actually certain things in the future can, um, can control what's happening in the present and then control what's happening in the past. That causality doesn't just go forward, it actually goes backwards also. That's an absurd contention, you know. I mean, there's this arrow in of time in physics that, that, you know, reality always goes from past to present to future, it's never, you know, there's not an instance of it ever, of that arrow of time being violated. Um, sometimes you'll hear people say that quantum mechanics equations are symmetrical in the sense that they can work backwards in time as well as forwards. Fine, but that's the math. That's kind of like saying that, like, you know, you can subtract two from one and get a negative one, but you can't subtract two apples from one apple and end up with something as a reality called a negative apple. You know, it doesn't happen. <clears throat> All right, so anyway, so like, and again, the best that retro-causality could get you, if it did exist, was the things after you had died would be determining the things, the decisions you made while you were alive. So again, that's not free will. If, if, if the things that are happening, let's say, after you die, after the planet no longer exists, after a sun, the sun is burnt out, you know, trillions of years from now, are deciding what happens now. Because again, a retrocausal chain of effect would, have to, would never end. It would like, you know, the vast, vast, you know, future would be deciding what would be happening now. So anyway, so basically all five possible action mechanisms, theoretical, because I don't think there's any other. You know, if there are, you know, let me know. They all refute free will. Okay. Got four minutes. I'm getting tired. All right. Um, so now his next claim is that, like, these experts that are refuting free will are refuting, quote-unquote, 
unscientific versions of that idea. No, the scientists that are refuting free will are refuting both scientific versions and unscientific versions of free will. Because as I as explained to you before, if you want to define free will in a different way that's conventionally understood and has been understood this way for hundreds of years, and you're attributing this free will to a human being, that's not going to work either because the chain of causes that, that leads up to whatever decision that person you believe has a free will made is going to like regress to before the person was born. Okay, so um, so basically, you know, the experts were refuting all versions of free will, both, and 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 he's like, all right. The the other claim he makes is like that these experts are refuting free will, a, a version of free will where causality is not involved. I mean, that's true in a sense, but that's only because like some philosophers, some some um, psychologists are making that claim. In other words, the scientists that are refuting free will are refuting all versions of free will, including those that claim that free will comes about from things that aren't caused. But mainly, you know, the, the scientists who know what they're doing are going to refute the free will that is caused. And basically the way they'll refute it is like some people will say, well, you know, like, I have a free will compatibilist. Compatibilist philosophers are people who accept, they say they accept causality, but they don't really understand it because if they really understood it, they'd understand that free will is impossible. They say like, you know, yes, I accept causality, but I still have a free will. How do scientists refute this? They say, well, all right, well, if you accept causality, you have to understand that every decision you make has a cause, and there's cause to that cause, and cause to that cause, and it's cause of regression goes back to before you were born, so obviously you don't have free will. All right, so anyway, the, the point in this is that scientists are refuting both scientific and unscientific versions of free will concocted by these philosophers and psychologists who need to have free will and, you know, just circumvent their reasoning to try to defend it. And these scientists are also refuting versions of free will that include causality, such as the compatibilist versions, and also try to claim that causality doesn't exist, such as liber- liber- libertarian versions of free will by these guys. Now, it's, not, it's different than political libertarianism, but anyway. So anyway, I'm running out of time. got 40 seconds, and we're getting through this. Like I thought this might like go through like three episodes we might uh, this might be five or so i don't know it's six i don't know because we're going kind of slow and i want to like be clear about refuting this very precisely very completely in each episode because it's important all right well this is george ortega you know I, uh, all right this is this was like episode three or, or part three of the baumeister series we're going to go to part four the next time and we're going to keep going through this article in slate magazine.com september 25th and all right so i'll see you next week on exploring the legion of free will thanks for watching